Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Coleman's Podcast. In last week's episode, we discussed Sunday's 2020 All-Ireland Hurling Final between Waterford and Limerick with Kilkenny legend Richie Power. I tipped Limerick at the start of the year, I'm going to stick with Limerick. Well, Richie was right. Limerick ran out 30 points to 19 winners in Crow Park over a Waterford team, unlucky to be in the same era as a Limerick side that could go down with the likes of the great Cork and Kilkenny teams as one of the greatest to ever grace a hurling field. Joining us today is a starting corner forward, the Limerick stalwart, fresh off the field, it's Graham O'Kehy. Hi Graham, thanks for coming on the St. Coleman's podcast. Massive congratulations on your second All-Ireland medal. Tell me, did it feel completely different from 2018 with no fans in the stadium and no celebrations with the cup in the changing room? I suppose 2018 was we had won an All-Ireland in Limerick in 45 years, so it was kind of a, an outpouring of emotion from everybody fans and, and players and, and everyone alike so I suppose yesterday that bridge had that, that gap had been bridged so I suppose on Sunday it was it was a completely different feeling. It was just it was just the team and the players and the backroom staff all together. Um but it was still it was still nice in a way to mark it in that in that sense um that I suppose to to acknowledge the, the work the group had done over the last year to try and retain Lee McCarthy. Um, so it was yeah it was it was different, very different but nice in its own right. Um, do you feel there was one moment in the match which really turned it in your favour? Um, yeah, like I haven't watched back the match yet, and I suppose it, I'd like to, I'd like to really sit down and watch the first probably ten minutes. But I do know that that I suppose the very first puck out there with Burns um, caught that um, over the, the the Waterford wing forwards head, and I think that really set down a marker for the day. That I think that same player. I think Montgomery might have caught, or, or Fagan, sorry, Jack Fagan, he caught eight puck outs in the semi-final. Um, and I think that that really, that catch by Dermot really signalled what we were about on Sunday. So that probably laid down the marker. Um, who's the hardest player you ever marked? Um, it was actually probably Richie English. Um, Richie, Richie, obviously, you all know Richie's... He was cornerback in 2018 and, and, and last year for us. Um, did his cruciate, unfortunately, but put in massive work over the last probably eight or nine months to get back fit. Um, and was only a whisker away from really featuring probably on Sunday or even in the semi-final. So, um, but he's definitely the toughest marker I've, I've ever come across. Um, you wouldn't get nothing easy off him and, and you'd, you'd, you'd feel it. And the opposite to it, who's your... Favourite teammates that you love playing beside week in, week out? Um, it's, great. it's actually a good question. It's not a question that I often get asked, really. Um, but I suppose probably Kyle Hayes, maybe. Um, Kyle, just, he, he's honestly on the field. Like You all see the he's, he's, he's striking and his touch is great and he bursts through tackles, but he's just off the ball. When we're not in possession, like the work rate he goes through. Is, is phenomenal um, and it kind of makes it easier for everyone around him. So I'd have to say Kyle. And with um, having John Kiley and uh, Paul Knark on the sideline, they seem like two very contrasting characters. What are they like behind the scenes? Um, yeah, like they're behind the scenes. Like I suppose you see John John on the line, like he he has a bit of madness about him and, and maybe Paul is a bit more um, calm. But behind the scenes, I think they just, they go about their business very quietly. They leave no stone unturned in, in our preparation. They're, they have everything down to a T. They're organising all day long. They, they're planning the session. 
they're planning everything that can go wrong so we can we can we can mitigate it um so just just you couldn't say enough about about the two of them and, and the level of detail they go to to have us in the in the best condition yeah we all seen um Declan Hannon's speech after the match there was very very well done um what's he like as a captain um he's actually very laid back fella um he, he doesn't get too too carried away with things um just kind of takes everything in his stride and um you'd be amazing just how how i suppose humble he is and 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 that's so, all um yeah just doesn't get carried away with himself um and just just a very nice down to earth fella um as a Waterford, do you see them staying up where they are staying going for much longer? Uh, I think so I think it's it's Liam Cal's first year and the improvement they made this year like from last year um they were they were just a completely different outfit like and if they can build on that again next year I think certainly they'll be they'll be very very close again um Parik Matney was a big loss to them this year their captain um he was out with injury so if they could get back him him back into the fray um and hopefully Tyler the Burka um his injury isn't 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 too serious please god um with those two players I think um they will be very very difficult to beat and just on that note with um Tyler the Burka's injury he came off there, I think it was around 25th minute uh, they brought on Earlier today, a very young hurler. What do you think of him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I thought, he, I thought he actually had a very good game, very solid game. Um, like it's not not easy to come on there after twenty minutes and be thrown thrown into the All Ireland final. Um, but I suppose, I think from a from a team perspective, like I'm sure that that watching Ty go off did have an impact on 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 them guys mentally. Like it's not easy to see, I suppose, a player that's really at the centre of everything they do. Um, go off, and I suppose they probably fell for Tyg on the day too, um, with the the injuries he's previously had. Um, just when you were younger, who was your biggest influence growing up? Um, well, I, I got home. Obviously, my parents um were a huge influence on me, but I suppose on the hurling scene, um, uh, I'm the same club as actually Andrew Shacklesey, who was in 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 Coleman's. Um, so Andrew is my club, and I would have watched him playing growing up, and. When I got to 16, 17, I got to play with him in, at an under-21 level and at senior level. So um, just watching and learning from him, he was a, he was a big inspiration for me. And uh, what advice would you give to any young players striving to make county finals? Yeah, like, um, it's, it's a tough one. Um, again, just to, to not get carried away. Like, to, you need to work hard, obviously, but um, don't, don't pigeon yourself either, I would say to people. Go out and try different things like like you hear a lot now of, of 14, 13, 14 year olds and people are trying to force them down a route that you need to play hurling and not play soccer or not play football or not play rugby or not play basketball or not do music. But I think like trying out all these things and 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 really throwing yourselves into other other fields, like you pick up bits and pieces in there that that you can carry over to to eventually if you do make an intercounty panel, those skills and still stand here. So just not to not to get pigeoned into one thing. Limerick have a very big panel. How does John Kiley keep on a subset? Um yeah, it's difficult. I think like we've 36, um, and you'd always have maybe a couple of injuries. So we have in-house games, 15 versus 15. So um in fairness, if anyone is going very well in those 15 versus 15 games, he will give them their opportunity to to impress in, in league or championship. So um, but I suppose the way the, 
this year's form of the championship was run off so quickly, it was probably difficult for guys that weren't making the 26th to, to get their opportunity. So hopefully in the league in February, um, these guys can push on. Uh, we see in Limerick have such a big pattern, but a stat that I've seen is that three, only three Limerick players, players were under six foot. Do you think that physicality is a big part of hurling Um. Yeah, like I think so, I suppose, the way, the way our game is, and we do go after teams in terms of tackling, um, that has to take its toll on, on the opposition getting hits from the likes of Kyle Hayes and Gerard Hegarty and Tom Arces and, and William O'Donoghue in particular. Um, if you're getting seven, eight tackles from those guys in a game, you're, it's going to tire your body. So um, it definitely does dent to us. Um, not to me, but to the rest of the guys. And physicality being such a big influence, what were you doing over lockdown to get the physicality to the level it is? Um. Yeah, we just I suppose we we trained hard. We we still did our couple of gym sessions a week and our running sessions on our own. Um, in fairness, like gyms were closed, but our strength and conditioning coach he made sure that that we had all the equipment at home that we needed. So I actually lived in Cork City, and he drove down one morning at maybe half five in the morning with with with, with weights and things for me to make sure that that I had the equipment to to keep me taking over during lockdown. Just um, looking back at the now game towards maybe some of your earlier playing days with the 2009 Skippin Cup, um, mm. alongside some great players with Antti Nash, Shane O'Neill, Stephen O'Brien Moylan, Conor Sullivan, just to name a few. What was the big difference between those of you on that team who drove on to great success like yourself and those who didn't quite make it on the county scene? Um, yeah, I think I wouldn't... I don't know how many didn't make it. I think a lot of, I'd say... The vast majority did play inter county at one point, um, but I suppose it is difficult with you've different you've different things in your life that maybe guys couldn't really push on. Maybe they only spent two to three years on, a, on an inter county panel and and didn't achieve much success. Um, but I suppose things move on, and I'm lucky enough to to being able to commit for the last ten years. And whereas I'd say some of those guys like might have had something different in their lives that maybe they. They wanted to move out to a job in Australia or Dubai, or maybe they were starting a family or things like that. Like, and um, I suppose different things. And just, just lucky enough for myself, I've been been able to keep going. Would you, would you rather win a club or a county Ireland? Oh, well, now, now that we have um, a county, two county Irelands, I think I would like to add the the, the club Ireland. It would be it would be great to to win it with your. Your, your friends at home. Um, we got to the final in 2015 and, and were beaten well on the day by Ballyhale. And, um, looking back on my career, it's probably one of the regrets that day like that, that we just didn't really do ourselves justice and it would be nice to really put that to bed. Um, just as you said, you'd rather win the Ormelians or the Club All-Ireland? Um, I think the, the Club All-Ireland, I'm while money is 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 great and that um, it doesn't guarantee you happiness and I'm ha- happy enough at the moment in in, in my life and um, I think that club or Ireland would would mean a lot to to the lads at home and to the to the club like and I think it would be it would be it would be up there for me anyway. Looking forward to the future for you, Graham. What do you see now in the next couple of years with Limerick? Uh, how far do you see yourselves going both as a team and individual? I suppose. Where do you see it going? 
Yeah, like I think if the team stays together and keeps working as hard as it did this year, there's no reason why we can't add more silverware in, in 2021 and beyond. Um, but it will be very difficult. Um, like the teams like Tipton, Waterford again and, and Galways and Corks, like they're going to regroup and um, they're not going to be easy beat. Um, it's going to be very difficult. Um, but but hopefully, if the guys stay honest, that we can. Uh, for me personally, uh, obviously I'm, I'm 30 now, pushing into my 30s, but... Um, I feel good. Um, just happy with the way the last couple of years went, and I'll just push on, take it year by year, and hopefully twenty twenty one will 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 go as well as other years. Yeah. Um. Look, thanks a million, Greg, for your time coming on to us on the Saint Colm's podcast. Have a talk. Um. Again, congratulations on your second All Ireland medal, and have a good Christmas. Oh, yeah. Th- thanks very much, everyone. Happy Christmas, guys. Wow, what a great perspective of a historic moment from a man who experienced it firsthand, along with a fantastic insight into the life of a modern-day inter-county hurler. Now we will pass you over to the Five on the Line. Thanks, Les, for that introduction. Uh, we're Five on the Line. Uh, we're going to be talking today about our hurler year and young hurler year. Dave, what are your nominations? My three nominees and it would be Gary Hegarty from St. Patrick's. It would be uh, Stephen Bennett from Bally Sagart. And I tied the Barker Tony Kelly. The Clashmore Kinsale big man was very solid throughout the year, just really suited. He just really suits that sweeper role. Just gives that ball in brilliantly into the inside forward line of Desi Hutchinson and uh, Stephen Bennett. And I think I'll go with Ty DeBorka since they just got to the All Ireland final. Claire only got to the quarter final, if you have to remember that. like. So my three would be Garrod Hegarty to win it, Stephen Bennett second, Tiger Barker third. That's very solid. I'd also go along that lines with Garrod Hegarty, but I'd have Tom Morrissey and I'd have Stephen Bennett. So obviously three big men, Garrod Hegarty. They're going back to 2013 before a man got more than him from play in an All-Ireland final when Shane O'Donnell hit 3-3. So you're looking bar- like that's a brilliant result in an All-Ireland final and he's been consistent all year through. So I think he will win it. Uh, for myself, I went Grode Hegarty, Tony Kelly, Stephen Bennett. Uh, Grode Hegarty, obviously, to win it. He's been outstanding all year from the very start, beating Clare the um, whole way through. Tony Kelly, brilliant. Can't really doubt him. He carried Clare the whole way through as far as they went. And Stephen Bennett, obviously, himself and Ty being the main men inside that Waterford team. So... That's my three. I'd have to agree with you there, don't like the same. I have the same three nominations as you. Again, I, I don't really have much to add to that. So, yeah. we all agree that Gerald Hickory will win player of the year? Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And for Young Hurler of the Year? Caleb Lyons has to be. Yeah, Caleb. I think your three nominees will be yeah. Caleb Lyons, Jake Morris. Yeah, the man from Ballyna Floor really shone out through and during yeah. the championship, first championship, really. Just really carried out uh, Waterford half back line alongside Tyke de Barca. Really, just really athletic player. And I read an article there that he was every day he was down belly to floor GAP, it's just doing something running, striking the ball off both sides since the age of like 10. So that shows the commitment that you have to be to be a very a top hurler in Ireland when he's only 21 22. That was our take on Hurl the Air and Young Hurl the Air. We'll hand it back to the lads now. Welcome to the first installment of the Coleman's Quiz. Over the next few weeks, contestants from the school will compete to answer hurling trivia questions. The winner of each week will move on to the next round to defend his win from the previous podcast. At the end of all the quizzes, the last man standing will win a mystery prize. 
Each question is worth one point except for the multi-answer questions, which carry one point per correct answer. So up first we have Cahill Murphy and Josh Ahern. First question is for Cahill. What team in the 2020 Leinster Championship racked up an astonishing 37 points in one game? Is it A. Galway, B. Dublin, C. Kilkenny? I think it's Kilkenny. It's incorrect. It's B. Dublin. They scored 37 points in one game against Leash. Next question is for Josh. How many sideline cuts did Joe Canning score in the 2020 All-Ireland semi-final versus Limerick? Is it A4, B2 or C3? A4. Correct. Cahill, can you name the top three all-time top scorers in the All-Ireland Hurling Championship? Each name is one point. Uh, I'm going to have to say Joe Canning for one of them. The other is probably Henry Shefton. It's probably up there. And this one's probably wrong, but I'm going to have to say Patrick Horgan. Three out of three, well done. Josh, can you name the top three teams who have won the most Liam McCarthy titles? Each name is one point. I'm going to go Kilkenny, Tipperary, Cork. Well done, three out of three. Next question for Cottle. In what year did Brian Cody win his first All-Ireland as the Kilkenny coach? Is it A, 1998, B, 2002, or C, 2000? Before you read out the answers, I was thinking 2000, so I'm just going to say that. That's correct, I don't. Josh, who was the top scorer in the 2020 Hurling Championship? Was it A, TJ Reid, B, Stephen Bennett, or C, Aaron Glenn? I'm going to say Stephen Bennett. That's correct, well done. Close win by Josh, just shading it by 5 points to 4 points over Cottle. Hard luck Cottle, congratulations to Josh, we'll see you in the next podcast to face your next challenger. Tune in next time to see if Josh can retain his title. I'd like to thank Five on the Line for giving us their views on Hurler and Young Hurler of the Year awards and a huge thanks and congratulations to two-time All-Ireland champion Graham Mulcahy who gave us a great interview fresh off the field of play. Thanks to everyone for listening and make sure to check out our Instagram at St. Coleman's Podcast. Everyone have a very Merry Christmas and we'll see you all in the new year. That's it for this episode. Limerick are your All-Ireland Hurling Champions of 2020.